fact or myth. In the big game, the coin toss usually comes up heads. That is a myth. In fact, tails has come up more often in recent years. Football is full of myths. Like the pigskin isn't actually made of pigskin. Gambling is a share of myths too. Unfortunately, believing gambling myths can cost you a lot of money. So learn what's myth and what's fact at keepitfunohio.com. You'll also find helpful tips, interesting quizzes, and great games all to help ensure gambling is always fun. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I am your endearing seven host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Sroka. Is it too early for me to start printing the Daz Does It t-shirts? The Daz Does It? Daz Does It? Or yeah. Daz, the Dazmanian Devil? Yeah, maybe a bit too early. We've seen guys going on and off and on and off the waiver wires. I think he's got about a 20% chance of making it even until <laughs> what, till January. Is it, is, it, is it just like I got excited that um, the Orioles made a move? That like the offseason is officially here? Yeah, I mean, the offseason is here. The World Series is done. Uh, we got, you know, opt-outs to talk about. Uh, we got off-season rumors, some Mike Elias quotes to talk about. Uh, so, yeah, a whole lot of uh, things are starting to pick up, and then they'll go really slow again, and then they'll pick up again. And yeah. and so this is welcome to the Major League Baseball offseason. I know, I know I jumped right in there with, like, Oriole news, and I guess I was just a little anxious because we haven't talked in three weeks. We took two weeks off. Yeah, it's I think that's the longest break 336 has ever had. Yeah, due to the timing of our own schedules and also just the, you know, end of the baseball season. And it's a, right. And we know we're saving that energy because we know next year at that time, we're going to be so busy doing our daily World Series podcasts. Yeah. And this year, we had to just take the World Series off. Yeah, absolutely. Josh, when you were watching the World Series, did you, I know a lot of Birdland was, you know, was written for Trey Mancini. Um where where did you fall in? Were you watching it? Were you did you have a rooting interest, or you were you just kind of waiting it for it to be done so you get to the Orioles off season? You know, it's sad, but for the entire World Series, I probably watched three or four innings. Oh, really? I did not see much of it at all. I for years, long time three thirty sixers will understand and know my hatred of Bryce Harper, but that hatred has changed when he's in Philadelphia. I like him in Philadelphia. The way he carried that team in some strokes, 
even fighting through injury um made me appreciate Bryce Harper. And I can't shoot I can't cheer for the Astros. So I think <laughs> we were both kind of cheering for the Phillies, but good for Trey Mancini. It's always fun to see a uh a friend of the show do something well, have a good career and get accolades. So hey, you got the World Series. Yeah, you're happy for him. It was like and I and I watched a good bit of the playoffs and the World Series. Though I was like every other game because I, like my body couldn't handle staying up till twelve thirty and one every day to to watch the game. So I was like every other game yeah, I watched. Tough. Um, but but yeah, I watched Trey Mancini, and I know like it was. Uh, I, I I I we everyone loves Trey Mancini. I know you can't say anything bad about Trey Mancini, but the reality of it is uh, he struggled uh, throughout yes. the playoffs, and so it's just funny he made that nice defensive play um in in next to last game that kind of saved the game at first base right and that's it and that's his highlight yeah and twitter blew up like this guy kind of saved the astros and it's just so funny it's like it, it was like watching him was like watching well, my son play soccer who's so terrible and anytime he does something decently well uh, because he's just been so he's just so terrible at soccer that everyone goes crazy and celebrates just because you feel good for yeah. the kid because he's so bad and he finally did something that wasn't terrible. All and right, so I felt dude. a little bit like it was a little pity cheering for Trey Mancini because he was so atrocious throughout the playoffs. But yeah, but but good for Trey. He did get a hit in that last game too. Um and the Astros, the Astros showed their thanks today by declining his option. Yeah. So which, he will be a free agent tomorrow. Yeah. And they put he was on the orders orders to decline an option too. Yes. I forget what the exact dollar amount was, but um let's just say uh, do you know what the dollar amount was? I don't know off the top of my head. I, I can look it up real quick. But let's just say they could probably take what they saved from Jordan Lyles for one year and, and maybe get two years out of Trey Mancini for that oh, same amount. Okay. It was $10 million. Yeah. So, Not worth it. Yeah, I think it's it's unlikely that he's And his buyout. For 10 I mean, we'll, we'll talk Jordan Lyles. Jordan Lyles was also $10 million, but his buy, but Jordan Lyles' buyout was $1 million. Yeah. Uh, Trey Mancini's buyout was 250000 yeah, so a little easier to, um, you know, to cut uh, the ties. And then, I mean, I think he's going to be have an interesting market. And I'm curious. To, I'm curious to see what a lot of these guys get. I'm curious to see what Trey Mancini gets. If he, if he, he might get that ten million dollars. I imagine he'll get a little bit less. And he might be looking for a two or three year deal as well. So yeah, I'm curious to see how that works out for him. And for a lot of these free agents, I think it's going to be just a really interesting off season. Um, I think a lot of teams have a lot of interesting decisions. I'm really curious, obviously, what the Orioles going to do, but also kind of what other teams do, across. and what the market looks like. What this like? What's the price tag for a top of the line pitcher? At this point, right. I'm not really sure. Someone's got to set the bar. Right. I mean, I, I think everyone's kind of waiting for um, Aaron Judge uh, to sign, yeah. and then Rondon to sign as well from the pitching side. And then, like, I think Scherzer kind of set a new little bar here with his just high AV for a short-term deal. I think a lot of pitchers might go that route, too, specifically like a Jacob deGrom might be looking for $40 million a year, but just on, like, a two-year deal or something. So, right. um, yeah, I think it's going to be... Mets just gave a huge deal to their closer, Diaz. So yeah. Just see how them. that then affects the rest of the pitching market. Yeah, as a relief pitcher, gave him a hundred million dollars for relievers. Uh, I know he's 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 good, but that's a lot of money for a reliever, right? Um, Bunch thankfully. of money for for someone for Buck to just leave in the bullpen. Yeah, but 
Buck, I was watching that series. Buck, he brought, brought him in in the seventh inning. <laughs> no, he, he, he learned that. his lesson from, yes, from Zach he Britton. He definitely did. Yeah, but no, so it's going to be, I mean, we got a lot to talk about today. We can get to the awards. Um, we can get to kind of some Michael Ice quotes. And then, of course, get to, we haven't really shared what we think the Orioles should do. I think the the plan for the Orioles is really straightforward. The only question in my mind is, Kind of how much money are they willing to spend? Are they still going to be looking for value? Right. Are they willing to overspend? That's the only that's the only I'm, question in my mind. I know what they're going to do. I'll tell you exactly what they're going to do. It's just a matter of how much money are they going to spend. Right. It's doing it's, it. We know where the holes are. The question is how do they fill them? Yeah. Well, and Michael Elias has said as much. Here are the holes, and um, right. Here's what we're going to do to address it. But yeah, yeah. we don't know. Does that but mean hey, that the best pitcher, the best player in that position? Does that mean like the the tenth best player in that position? Right. And the other thing to look, you mentioned like as we're waiting to see everything play out. The other thing is free agency starts tomorrow, like four o'clock tomorrow, five o'clock tomorrow, something like that. Right. So it's also a question of how's this offseason going to go? Are we going to get people signing immediately or is this dragging out into February? Yeah, the, the tendency has been for it to be kind of drug out and drug out and drug out, but. I don't know. I, it seems to go those things kind of, I feel like, kind of go back and forth, right? And maybe there's some pushback to players not being ready quick enough. And, and yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. If, if I was a player, I kind of would like to, I'm surprised that, that this has happened. Because I feel like if, from a player standpoint, like moving your whole family and all this stuff, like I want to know before February where I'm living for the next year or whatever. Yeah, but, but it's all about money. Right, and agents, yeah, and, yeah, and agents waiting yeah. to get, try to get the best deal. I get it, um, but it's very different from from other sports in that there's there's such waiting. Right, right. All right. So, uh, where do you want to get started? Well, I guess let's let let's start by kind of before we get into next year and this off season. Let's let's kind of uh, celebrate this past season a little more. Um, Josh, a little surprise. I mean. A cool story about this past year is the improvement defensively. Ryan Mountcastle, excellent first base. Um, Jorge Mateo, I would argue the best shortstop in baseball. Cedric Mullins, excellent again, uh, once again, center field. Adley Rutschman, again, one of the best defensive catchers, I think, in baseball And Adley Rutschman. Um, yet despite all those kind of great players and great defensive performances, um, it feels a little disappointing, actually, uh, that we only had one uh, gold glove. But maybe we should be happy that we had a gold glove winner. Ramon Urias uh, won the gold glove for third base. Josh, your, your thoughts about your Ramon Urias winning it and and maybe some other guys who didn't win it. You know, I didn't realize that they announced the winners. I guess I did. I was still thinking about the finalists because I remember Cedric Mullins was finals. I think I was more irritated that Mateo didn't make the list. Wasn't the even a finalist. Yeah, That's what irritated me. I mean, Urias was great. Urias was one of the – was the the uh, – we talked about sneaky pop at the plate, but great defensively to the point where we've had many discussions this past year of, mm-hmm. hold on, suddenly we got a gold glove guy who um, might be part of the out, uh, future that we didn't plan on. So, yeah, I great for Urias. Mullins didn't deserve it. Um, Mateo should have been a finalist. That's my opinion on the gold gloves. Yeah, I mean, I think Mateo should have won it, but certainly he should have been a finalist. And and I think we talked a lot about this year about the improvement of the pitching, going from uh, I think you know dead last in baseball to I think we're somewhere in the middle of the pack, like tenth in pitching this year. 
Um, and part of that is the wall, and part of that is pitchers getting better. But part of that is like we just were a lot better defensively this year. Like Ramon Urias got better at defense. Ryan Mackhouse got better at defense. Mateo, I think, got better at defense. And so, um, specifically with our infield, uh, just improved defense. Talked a lot about turning the double play for. I don't know where we ended up for for a large portion of the, of the year. We ended up with the most double plays turned, which is always one of those things where too like like congratulations. That means you're good at infield defense, right. but also like you also have, are putting a lot of runners on first base, which probably isn't a yeah. good thing. But but no, so I like I think it's I think it it bodes well. I think it's it's a sign that we are committed to playing um, good defensive um, baseball, and and I think you need that when when you want to have a top pitching staff uh so yeah I, I don't know will ramon urias who just won the gold glove at third base will he be the starting third baseman on opening day this coming year i don't know we I'm have no sure. idea we have no idea yeah, yeah. so that's kind of weird and crazy but yep. um but i think at this point we anticipate him being at having some role in the team yeah. whether that's third base second base platoon we i think we anticipate having some role in the team at this point but but even that, we're, we we can't be hundred percent certain, right? Um, rookie of the year, Adley yeah. Rushman got a nod as a finalist. Yeah, so I don't know when this is announced. I think sometime yeah, it, later this week. Uh, let's see. I got it right in front of me. Rookie of the year is announced. Thirteenth <coughs> uh, or something? I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't say. Oh, there. We, oh, here we go. Because the, I guess the rookie of the year award is called the Jackie Robinson Award. Okay. The Jackie Robinson Rookie of the Year is announced on Monday. Okay, Monday, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Adley Rutschman's there as a, as a finalist. Um, I think people expect Julio Rodriguez to win. Yeah. Um, but Adley Rutschman, I think a lot of people expect him to finish second. And, nice, nice yeah, nod. And, and that makes sense. Yeah. Now we'll see if Gunner can win it next year instead of just Yeah, he can fight it with Grayson. With, <laughs> with Grayson. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, th- there is a downside that people have mentioned to Adley Rutschman being a finalist. I think if you finish top two, you lose a year of um, arbitration or whatever, so become a free agent right. a year earlier, which is a downside. But then if you just sign Adley Rutschman this offseason, you don't even have to worry about it. Oh, and we'll get to that. And I, I, I assume that's in your offseason notes as well, because it's in mine. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. And then the other award... Um, Brandon Hyde is a finalist for the manager of the year. So that's yeah. not surprising and, because everyone expected the Orioles to be terrible and they yeah. ended up being not terrible. And this is an award where he should win that. I know there's also talk for Terry Francona in Cleveland, but Brandon Hyde should absolutely win that award. Yeah, it's hard to measure how, you know, we talked about this before. How do you measure good management? What makes Brandon Hyde good? But if you just look at like Vegas projected wins versus right. actual win totals, if yeah. that's where you want to judge because it shows kind of overcoming expectations, then clearly Brandon Hyde is is kind of a shoo-in because Thoros were the most improved team it, in all of baseball. Yeah, it seems like an easy way to tell pure player talent versus manager pulling it all out of them. Yeah. Now, on the other hand, like we didn't make the playoffs, right? right. So maybe you want to say when make you didn't make the playoffs. Um, and but also on the on the other hand, like just it it was a complicated year, right? Because we dealt with some injuries, specifically with pitchers that Brendan had had to overcome. A lot of like 
new players coming in along with the veteran players. Like it was a tricky year to manage. So I'm glad he's getting some kudos for his job. He did. Yeah. Outside of uh, the Orioles, I think the American League MVP battle is really interesting with Aaron Judge and Shoei Atani. Yeah. Because I can easily, you can give me either one of them and I can argue why they were the MVP. Yeah. So I think that's an interesting battle out there. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I tend to fall in the Aaron Judge camp, but I don't know why. I think I think because, I want to say because his year is so unique and Otani just says it every year, but like what Otani's doing is kind of the most unique thing ever. So right. uh, I, both are just so incredibly unique. You almost wish they played in different leagues so they could both win. Yeah, I think... Um, I I think Otani to be able to be on both sides of the ball like that is unbelievable and be a star on both sides. Uh, but Aaron Judge, his home run year, if you got if they're going to give it to Aaron Judge. Yeah, the whole year, the second half of the season, <sighs> Major League Baseball made about Aaron Judge, so they've got to also give him the MVP. Yeah, no, I I I, I agree, and and I'm not. And I, I want to be mad either way, to be honest, because no, like you said, you can make a good argument for for either one. And I know people are really passionate about about either side, um, but I feel like, yeah, I, I mean, I remember having this discussion a few years ago, or several, maybe several years ago now, where you're like, well, Trout's going to win this thing every single year, so let's, when you can give it to someone else, let's give it to someone else. And I feel like Otani's encroaching that territory, like his. Just what he is able to do on both sides of the, of the ball, you almost feel like you can give it to him every year. So when someone has an exceptional year, and like and with Aaron Judge too, like um, I think the I think Trout was the next person in base in the American League with home runs with like forty home runs, and and Judge had had sixty two, so like twenty twenty two more home runs than the next highest person in the American League in terms of home run, twenty two ahead of him. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Uh, yeah, you're like it's not even close. Um, right. Plus, you can give it give that to his agent as another thing to work out as you're trying to give make him a blockbuster deal this off season. Yeah, he's gonna get all the money in the world. Um, yep. However, I mean, all the money, however much money Peter Angelos wants to give him, I guess is, is how much <laughs> he's not coming for. to Baltimore. Aaron Judge is not coming to Baltimore. You think there's a zero percent chance? There is zero percent chance. Unless right. they start bringing that wall closer, Aaron Judge is not coming to Baltimore. Oh, just because the wall? I is it New York? Is it the Mets that are already starting to adjust their wall and bring right field in a little bit? Oh, they're bringing it in. Yeah, yeah, they were closing up. They had some tough balls in the playoffs, so I believe the Mets are the ones that I saw were already changing City Field. Mm. Yeah, so we're gonna sign all the lefty power hitters. The righty power hitters will go somewhere else. Yeah. The Mets are moving the right field wall slightly. And I wonder if that's part of the Aaron Judge appeal. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. But it's interesting. I, as much crap as people gave the Orioles for moving the wall, this is the third time they've adjusted the walls in City Field since 2009. Oh, really? Yeah. But, but it, probably nothing as drastic as what the Orioles did. Well... Probably not, but right center field was 415. <coughs> then in 2011, they moved it up to 390. Okay. And, that, and then in 215, 
They moved it up to 380. And then they adjusted it up to 375 in certain parts. And now they're looking at adjusting it again. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't know the wall is so easily adjustable, but it makes sense. Like, I, if I just see my major league roster, then let me make all my wall adjustments once I see well, what and, my major league roster looks like. And, and so I, I can make my walls to go along with my team. And what do you think costs more? A year of Aaron Judge or moving those walls? Yeah. Um, certainly, Judge is more expensive. I heard he's going to sign with the Giants, though. I thought that was all but a done deal. Uh, I thought it was Giants or Mets. I thought it was down to. Oh, really? I don't know. I'm not planning on a number nine jersey in black and orange. Yeah. Well, I, I would be happy, though, if he moves out of the National out of the American, American League. League. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would be cool with that. Yep. All good. Um, anything to make the Yankees worse yep. is makes me happy. Because where would the Yankees be without Aaron Judge this year? Um, so happy to see them not make a deep run in the playoffs. Um, Ready yeah. to get to this offseason? Yeah, I mean, winter meetings start December 4th. Yeah, but there's like, going to be traction. But stuff happens before then. Yeah, stuff was yeah. today. Right. And, we, I mean, they have their general manager's meeting in Vegas, so we got some Elias quotes. Right. Um, and so here's – Was that brought to you by DraftKings or StubHub or – Caesar, like whatever, as baseball gets more in bed with uh, with gambling, I didn't add it to my off season gambling stuff. But I think, um, have they announced yet? Are we going to have a sports book in Camden Yards next year, or do I need to move that out a year for my predictions? Oh, I don't know. I think it isn't DraftKings now legal in Maryland. I think so. Like just from, like as a like recent money betting games. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm going to add that to my list of off season moves. A sports book goes into Camden Yards. How come people are talking about the Orioles moving to Tennessee, but no one talks about the Orioles moving to Vegas? Isn't Vegas the next place to get a baseball team? Well, uh, I believe um, Rob Manfred basically came out and said that it looks like the, um, the athletics the athletics will move to Vegas. Yeah, with their dump stadium. He's pretty confident Tampa. He says Tampa will get a new stadium. That'd be great because the drops are dumb. Yeah, in Tampa but, Bay, he said, right? In Tampa Bay. Which, which would be nice. I imagine that a, a stadium in the city that you play in. until moving down here. I never understood why people said, Oh, well, I don't go to the stadium because it's where it's located. It's the worst decision ever to put in St. Petersburg. Yeah. You have to drive over all these little bridges to yeah. get over there. And if there's traffic and rush hour, it's going to take you forever. It's yeah. so stupid. Put it in Tampa or better yet. Move the Tampa Bay race to Jacksonville, build a stadium here. Mm, that's what you would want, yeah. You but move then the Jacksonville shrimp, Josh, is going to hurt the attendance the jumbo, problem. The, the Jacksonville the shrimp, shrimp. yeah, right. the jumbo shrimp, yeah. That's all right. You move a major league team to <laughs> Jacksonville, I will be a season ticket holder. Mm. I'm not going to be a fan, but I will invest in baseball in Jacksonville. What? How about you pull an Elon Musk and just buy it? Well, just buy I the team. You know, if we did the podcast last week, we could have had this conversation. Because you know we had the Powerball of two billion dollars, two billion dollars, just yeah. the other day. Yeah, I think the payout was like four million after taxes. Uh, but seven. Yeah. It was seven, <laughs> and yeah, four hundred million or something. After all, everything. Yeah, yeah. So not quite enough to buy the Baltimore Orioles, right? But enough to make a statement. Well, enough to sign Carlos Correa. <laughs> to, to be what? Mow my grass. <laughs> I, I know you got this deal from Major League Baseball teams, but Carlos, come work here for me. 
Well, yeah, and I'll pay you. I'll pay you a hundred million dollars a year, and just on the side, you got to play for the Orioles. On the side, <laughs> I'll pay. Right, you're my guy. You're I my guy. I'm paying you, but you go play for the Orioles for minimum I'll loan, wage. I'll loan you out. Yeah, exactly. I, I am a temp agency for the Baltimore Orioles. Exactly. Is it? Isn't this, me. isn't this what uh, college sports does right now? Like, don't like personal people. Um, not affiliated with the school, pay the players to go play at that school. I think there's something. Yes, like that. but it's but it's not. They don't give them direct cash. It's like, hey, I own a car dealership, so here's a right, cash. right, yeah, yeah. So I, <laughs> all right, so yeah, I guess we could have done that. Yeah, if uh, if we won, but you're right, or 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 you could buy a team or buy a minor league team, right? You could certainly. I don't know how that works, but you could. I mean, yeah, don't, but don't I mean, people own minor league teams. They do, and yeah. then their partnerships with the major league teams. But I don't want a minor league team. And well, I don't know. Do you think if I bought the jumbo shrimp, I could pay Carlos Correa to come play for the jumbo shrimp? Maybe. And be like, hey, you're here. You can't work your way up. You're always playing here. But even even if you don't sign him, like I would um like like the like my, Michael Ice just picked up Cameron, right? Um son of Mike Cameron. And Michael Elias picked him up because he likes him because he drafted him when he was with the Astros. Now here, here's a chance. He's one of his guys. Let me go claim him. And, and GMs do this all the time, right? They claim right. guys that are just fans of because, you know, they scouted them or whatever, and they have a relationship with them or whatever. So I would just make a minor league team of all the players that aren't on the majors, but I just like a lot. Like you, you see Puig, Right, is playing with the KBO. Brian, Brian Maddox, can you get off the couch? I need you down here. Adam Jones would be my starting center fielder. <laughs> like I, I would just pay a bunch of these players who I just were fans of or fans of who kind of don't have major deals for whatever reason. I get Trevor Bauer out there. You make it. I get Trevor yeah. Bauer as my open <laughs> yeah. day starter. Matt, if 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 we win two billion dollars, we're having our own section three thirty six dream team. Yeah, of just we'll our favorite players. And we'll kind of play against the Savannah Bananas and these independent teams. Yeah, we'll have a great time. Um, but it'd be good. I'll, I'll do my favorite players versus your favorite players. Let's see who wins. Isn't that how, <laughs> like, the Japanese baseball teams work? I assume. Like, that's how they like, oh. And anyone I'm, who can't I'm play good. in the majors who, yeah, who you like here, complain just Exactly. Um, yeah, I think that's how that works. So, here, hey, here are a couple of Michael Ice quotes. So... It's so like I like this. Michael Elias is crystal clear. It's what the fans say. Fan, and then we'll get the Jordan Lyles thing and how that kind of matches up with this. But but fans have said like the Orioles need is like maybe a middle of the order bat and a starting a starting pitcher. Um, and it's so like clear. Like this is the clearest offseason that I can remember where that is the need. And Michael yes. Elias even said here at the GM meetings in Las Vegas in an interview, he said um, about the offensive bat, he said, we want to bring in one or two talented position players that'll just boost the lineup. Right. right. So that's the plan to it's get very, one or two. Right. And it's very clear players. versus years of us saying, bring anyone. We got, 10, right. we got, we got 25 holes. Right. Um, Rugnet, Rugnet Odor is not a talented position player that boosts the lineup. Like yeah. that's not the guy. I understand. Um, Right. Um, and then his quote about the pitcher, he says, our priority, so this is the priority. I would say by saying our priority, he's saying this is even more important than the hitter. Our priority, hopefully, if we're able to do it, 
is to bring in an, an established starter for one of the, let's say, top three spots in the rotation. Right. Just somebody who's been there, done that, that you can clearly pencil in ahead of the group that we have now in terms of expectations and accomplishments thus far. That would be a big boost. So Josh, he says he wants to pencil in a guy who is ahead of the pitchers we have right now. Yeah. That sounds like he wants to I – know, I know he said top three – he wants to bring in an ace. He wants to bring yes. in a new opening day starter, someone at the top of the rotation. Well, that, he wants that's to what bring wants. in an ace, but he's trying to say, like, he's not trying to downplay John Means, Grayson Rodriguez. Right. Because yeah, those guys I, have I, ace I, potential yeah. as well. He's trying to – that's why he's going with the top three quote. Right. But then he says a guy who has, in terms of expectations yeah, and accomplishments, yes. like has already done it. Yeah. So he's an ace somewhere else. Yes. Yeah, and there's a few guys like that in free agency. Oh, I don't, and I noticed that you didn't add your off-season plans to our show notes tonight. Did you actually update the show notes? Yeah, I did. Well, I put in my off-season. Don't bring them up because it's okay. my off-season notes. If you haven't right. looked, I, I, I got a, I got a word doc. Life. I got a word doc with my plans, and mine are in the notes. Okay, so. my phone was charging when I was prepping for the show. Okay, I've been working on this for three weeks. Okay, let's see how well you did. Okay. Before we get to what the offseason moves, did we... I'll tell, you, I'll tell you my first offseason move, I had to make an adjustment to today. Because you had Jordan Lyles? I had, uh, yes. But I just See, made an adjustment. We, we talked about this, I feel like, a month ago. Yeah. I, I would have been super surprised if they picked up. Um, yeah. And I changed my mind. Remember I changed my we, mind we in the past three weeks. For your service with Jordan yes. Lyles. Yeah, said, I know. I changed my mind. Okay. I changed my mind. Well, I was always still thank you for your service. I was like, some people are acting surprised they didn't pick it up. Like, why would you pick him up? Not not only it didn't make sense to pick him up on so many levels. It didn't make up to pick him up because that's like eleven million dollars that you could spend on someone else. But right. also didn't make sense because honestly, Josh Jordan Lyles is not. I would be surprised. Trey Mancini is not going to make ten million dollars. Jordan yes. Lyles is not going to make eleven million dollars this offseason. No, and I've adjusted my, I. I have convinced myself in the past couple of weeks while we haven't re- been recording that looking at Jordan Lyle's numbers, that I would love Jordan Lyle's in this rotation simply as a guy I can count on every time he goes to the mound to fight through. And a guy with some veteran leadership <laughs> when I've got guys like Grayson Rodriguez and D.L. Hall that don't have that experience. Um, and when I look at the fact that I don't think John Means is going to be ready until the end of May and stuff like that, where suddenly I was like, you know what? I want Jordan Lyles on this team. Now, I put in my notes for today because I didn't think they would announce what they're doing with Jordan Lyles till tomorrow because they didn't have to announce it today. They have till four or five tomorrow. Okay. So I wasn't, so originally my notes did say uh, pick up the Jordan Lyles option. I have changed it this afternoon after the announcement to sign Jordan Lyles for $5 million. You get him half price. You pay him his 1 million. He gets his 1 million buyout of the 10 million. You, you sign him immediately for 5 million. So he makes six instead of 10, you save 4 million bucks. And then you've, I feel way, way, way better about signing Jordan Lyles at $6 million out of my pocket than 10. Really, Josh? You feel so much better that Peter Angelo saved that $5 million? That makes you happy? Good. I'm glad here's, Peter Angelo saving $5 million doesn't make you no, happy. Here's how I look at it. I look at it. I, I can't relate to millions of dollars and billions of dollars. What I can relate to... It's a poor man's mindset. What I can relate to is 
that when I go when I go in the drive-through, if I go in the Chick-fil-A drive-through, suddenly my meal that used to be 475 is now 11 bucks. If I can get through the drive-through and that is a $6 meal, I feel way better about my lunch than when it's 11 $12. So that's how I can only relate All to right. this journal. We'll, we'll use the app. I got the deal. Because you can get the points with the app and it, it can cover some of the cost of the right. meal. Exactly. So yeah. the, the Orioles are using some of those points to keep Jordan Lyles in town, but at a, a cheaper price. That's what I would do with the Jordan Lyles situation right now. Yeah. There's the other school of thought of let him go because you can get anyone else to do that same thing at that same price tag. Yeah. I, I like the guy I know versus the guy I don't know. And, and that's fine. I mean, what I would do is I mean, I think in free agency, I would say there's about 20 pitchers who I'd rather have over Jordan Lyles. And if you can't get those 20 pitchers, then maybe bring it. But it, the thing I would do is I would take Jordan Lyles' agent's number and I would like put it somewhere deep back in my file cabinet. And I'm not going to even look at it until January because the reality of it is I'm using that money to try to sign better pitchers. And if after I sign those better pitchers and that position player, Oh, I still have um, Pete says I can still spend or I guess not Pete and not Lou. I guess John, John, John says I can still spend, you know, you have still $10 million to spend that I might, you know, bust out the the phone again and, and call the agent. Uh, another way I look at it is what I rather have is my fifth or let's call it your sixth starter, um, Tyler Wells or Jordan Lyle. Tyler Well, I mean Jordan Lyles or or Austin both. I don't know. It's kind of a it's kind of a toss-up for me. Um I think there is the the concerning thing about this rotation is there is a lack of a proven track record with a lot of these pitchers, right? Dean Kramer was really good last year. He doesn't have a track record of being really good consistently. Grace Rodriguez, you know, has no track record in the majors. John Means coming off injury. Austin right. Voth was terrible for the Nationals, good for us. What What is he? Is he terrible or is he good or somewhere in between? Tyler Wells, like last year was his first year starting the majors. There was innings limits and all this stuff. Like we just don't know. There's just every guy, there's kind of a little question mark currently with every starting pitcher on this team. So that would be the case, you know, to, to, to not lose Jordan Lyle's agent's number. Right. And that's, again, that's my thought is the known. Um, so what do you have as your first priority for the Orioles to do this off season? Or did you even organize them as a priority list? Yeah. I, I mean, I guess priority list, it goes kind of A and B. Um, a is to, the, the first priority is to, is to get better with your starting pitcher, um, to, to sign a top starting pitcher. Um, yep. did you pick one out? Who did you pick out? Who? We both had that as our as our number one thing. I picked out a pitcher. Did you pick out a pitcher? That yeah, realistic pitcher that you think the Orioles should go after and can get? I, I have a cup. I have a dream scenario and a right. realistic right. scenario. I have a dream scenario for the offseason. Who's your dream guy? Well, all right. You want to jump straight to the dream? Yeah, let's start there. All right. So I wrote out when I wrote out my 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 dream scenario. Is we trade the farm for Shohei Otani? Oh, I didn't even go. That's there. my dream scenario. My dream okay. scenario is we take our top five prospects that have outside of Grayson, DL Hall, Gunner, Adley. Those guys you already tag with the Orioles. You take the next 
five, maybe top three, and then skip and two more. You put five of our guys. Whatever. You make you, a whatever. You make some type of combination. To get Otani. And you get Otani. Because we have the farm system that most teams don't have in Major League Baseball. And when you have an A farm system, it means that you can even trade your B squads to other teams because your B players become an A player over in the Angels organization. <sighs> so I think you could put together five players from this farm system, trade them for Otani, and dream scenario, you fixed all your issues with one bat, with one move. Yeah, you got your top pitcher and your top hitter. Right. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my like, dream scenario. What's your dream scenario? Well, can I just say a, a comment about trading this offseason? I've seen a lot of people, like I know Locked on Orioles is looking for com, are looking for um, co- content in the offseason, but I swear if he, if he throws out one more like trade scenario, I'm going to lose my mind. Oh, I um, haven't been paying attention. Just calm down. <laughs> is that, is that every day is a new podcast of, hey, let's trade for this? Yeah, trade, trade, trade for this guy, trade for this one, trade for this guy. But, but like, my view on this is, um, and then like Michael Lazar even asked about trading Santander. I'm telling you right now. Um, At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Fact or myth? In the big game, the coin toss usually comes up heads. That is a myth. In fact, tails has come up more often in recent years. Football is full of myths. Like the pigskin isn't actually made of pigskin. Gambling is a share of myths, too. Unfortunately, believing gambling myths can cost you a lot of money. So learn what's myth and what's fact at KeepItFunOhio.com. You'll also find helpful tips, interesting quizzes, and great games all to help ensure gambling is always fun. Netflix, Amazon Prime, HBO, Showtime. Do you feel like your streaming services are out of control? Why not start the new year off right and cancel the ones you're not using? Enter the Rocket Money app. Rocket Money organizes your subscriptions by due date and notifies you when something is coming up. From there, decide whether to keep it or cancel it with just a tap. To find out more about Rocket Money, go to rocketmoney.com offer or download the Rocket Money app from the Apple app or Google Play stores. Rocket Money, the finance app that works for you. There is 0% chance that Santander gets traded. And the reason is, what this offense lacks is like pop in the middle of our order. And Santander is the biggest pop guy we have. And we need to add, not take away. It would make no sense to trade him. But anyway, even the scenarios of trading prospects for a starting pitcher, I know there's a lot of talk about, um, is it Lopez with with uh, the Marlins? Like, let's package a trade of prospects. Yeah. To me, it's so dumb on so many levels. It's dumb. The main reason it's dumb is because there's so many free agents that we can just sign, right? We can just spend money without giving up any prospects and they would improve our starting rotation. So we don't right. need to trade when you can just sign the guy yes. and keep all the prospects, which is the better option. Right. Unless it's a guy like Otani. Right. And sure. Something better than what's on the market. But even with Otani, I would argue the better option would be to wait because if you wait, to the trade deadline, you'll have a much better idea of your own. Like, right. will, does Grace Rodriguez is he good at the majors? Does John Means come no. back healthy gonna, and pitch well? Does DL Hall figure it out? Is Cobb Bradish good? Is Dean Kramer good? Like, we don't know these answers, and so why make a deal for a starting pitcher now when at the trade deadline 
You can look at where you are in the standings. Right, you can look at who's are. who's done well. Who's, and I don't think your prospect stock will go down because, by the way, the Orioles and the player development side of things are really good about getting their minor league players to improve and play well. So if anything, these prospect stocks will go up by kind of the halfway point of the season, not down. And so I think you're in a much better position. You know your team better. Um, you're in a much better position at the all-star break, the trade deadline type, to make a deal if you want to make a deal then. Save your bullets. Don't use them now when you don't even know. There's just so many unknowns about the starting rotation. Wait. And then you can also wait and see who is having a really good first half. And if you want to go with Otani, um, which I think that's kind of a pipe dream, but like even that scenario, I think hey, it's better off doing scenario. it. The, right, but still better doing it at the All-Star break, I think. When you better know your team, you better know your prospects, you better know your – it just makes sense to just wait and not make these trades now. The only reason I would trade now is if you need to make room on your on your 40-man roster. Or you need to make room on your – so if you're like, I know we want to sign two outfielders and there's just not going to be enough room for Austin Hayes, so we want to move. Like That is the only scenario I see where it makes sense to make a trade, but I, I don't get trading prospects for a starting right. pitcher – when you can just sign one. I, that's fair. talks about trade. So, I, I but, think Otani's different, as we just talked about right, how he could be the he, he could be the MVP every single year. So yeah. he's I, I agree with your statement, except that Otani's outside of that. What is your dream scenario? The other problem, Josh, with your scenario though, and honestly, I don't know. I would have to think about it more. I don't think I would want the Orioles to make that trade just because it's a one-year deal. So you're going all in for no, this no, year. No, 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 no. I don't know it's, if I'm ready to go all in for this year. Oh, no. It's only if you can – you only make that deal if you also have him locked up long-term. Yeah, and he's going to sign, Josh, the biggest contract ever known to man. He right. Is. It's going to be the biggest contract we've ever seen. Right. No, understandable. Okay. But dream, anyway – um, Dream. Dream being the key. What was your yeah. dream scenario? Um, and then I'll give I, you my realistic – yeah, mine was a little less creative. Uh, Jacob Degrom. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That, that sounds great. I wasn't classifying that as a dream, but yeah, Degrom, awesome. Yeah, I mean the only concern there is injuries, but when he is healthy, I think he's just one of the most dominant and best pitchers in baseball. A lot of people, um, a lot of people want and think the best pitcher in this market, and this guy, this guy had the best year last year as far as free agent starting pitchers is Carlos Rendon. So a lot of people want Radon. I and, I would prefer Degrom, but you know. And I'll tell you, my uh, scenario is Radon. Yeah. Because I think he's going to come in at a at a cheaper price than Degrom. And I think um, I think he because of that because he's not as big of a star as Degrom, that Carlos Radon is a realistic pick to be a top of the ace top of the rotation guy for us next year yeah i bet i mean my prediction is radon signs his contract is for more money but more years more years right it's yes. going to be radon's going to be a five six year deal where degrom is probably going to be a two or three year deal right exactly. a lot more kind of AAV. and that's why carlos radon's more attractive to me yeah all right yeah i mean radon is 30 and degrom is 35 Right, right. So it's like Degrom is a one or two year kind of guy. Where Radon, you might be able to sign for you know four or five years. Um, yeah. So those are that would be an immediate 
opening day starter situation yes. with either of those guys. Right. Is there another pitcher you have your eye on? Yeah. So there are. You're, okay, you're a realistic guy. This is your realistic guy that you'd be happy with for opening day. Yeah. Um, I well, there's a couple guys I like. Well, there's uh, there's three guys I like. I think Chris Bassett, um, played this year for the Mets. Yeah. Uh, w- would be a good fit. Um, I I also really like, and this is more. I, I think the problem with Bassett is he's good. He's good in your rotation. He doesn't bring that excitement. I don't yeah. get excited about that signing. Well, I mean, Josh, outside of Radon or DeGrom, I guess you can throw Verlander or yeah, Kershaw. Verlander. Yeah. Yeah, that th- those are the four guys. I think that that would get people kind of super excited. Um, the other guy, just one other name. I got two other names, but one other name, just because he seems to like always crush the Orioles. And so I think I have in my head, I think he's a lot better in my head than in reality maybe but i saw this guy's a free agent i'm like let's go get this dude because he's always striking out every oriole player and that's red sox pitcher nathan Ivaldi, who i feel like always like throws 99 miles per hour and just like crushes orioles and so i will i would like to see just because maybe all the years of him crushing orioles i would like to see the orioles go and get nathan Ivaldi, another guy with playoff experience a veteran pitcher um, who's also just good yeah, no, I could go with that. I can understand that. And I hope the Orioles sign someone early. I don't want to wait till February to see how this hole is filled. And I think the the Orioles position that they're in, because of not being known for making moves and stuff, I think they also need to be early move makers for agents to take them seriously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about it, an ace though, even like an ace, I don't know how many aces there are. Available outside of Rendon and Negrom, and I guess Kershaw and Verlander. Once he, I think he still has to decline the option. Um, like I don't. Are there any other kind of? Would Chris Bassett be your opening day starter? I'm not sure. I don't, Evaldi, think, so. I don't well, think would be your opening day starter. No, I think Grayson Rodriguez would outdo both those. Maybe I mean they're they're top three guys. They're they're guys you can put who have had track records. You can put yeah, Grom, Radon, Verlander, Kershaw would all be. Yeah, yeah. The other guy I like, and again, I I, I don't father career. Noah Syndergaard is a free agent still, right? Yeah, Syndergaard's an interesting. That's name. an interesting one too. Yeah, he's 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 cooled down. He doesn't have the electric stuff like he used to. But he that's an interesting uh, older guy as well. Yeah, and I mean, you got to see him pitch um, for the Phillies, too. So it brings that veteran, yeah. um, been around the block. The other guy I like, uh, going Matt back Harvey. to Lewis, you know, not Matt, Matt Harvey, Harvey now with Boston, is is Michael Waka. I think that's an interesting name. Michael Waka. Um, but again, he's like your number three starter. He's not. And again, that's feeling guys in the AL East because they've screwed us over the years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there certainly is, like, I'm partial to- towards guys who have had success. Um, in the American League East. But, like, I feel like there's a whole bunch of guys, again, like 20 guys, who could fit in our rotation in that three, four spot. Um, but if you want to have a top rotation guy, I feel like there's only a couple of names out there. And so I'm curious. Like, I'm curious. Do they make a serious run out of Radon or DeGrom? Um, Is there any way we can get Max Scherzer from the Mets? No. No. <laughs> okay. I, I knew that answer, but you know that's my favorite pitcher. 
Yeah, I like I like Scherzer too. Um, All right, let's talk about the bat because we both want the same guy, right? We both think the most obvious answer for the Orioles is Carlos Correa. Yeah, yeah, but let me ask you a question, Josh. I've been thinking about this a lot. Is it it's it's the guy I want partly because I've just been wanting him for so long, um, <laughs> and that's right. Do I choose? I had that same thought. Am I attracted to Carlos Correa over Trey Turner? Because it's been basically since Elias got here to say, hey, Carlos Correa will eventually get over here. Have yeah. I just fallen in love with the idea of Carlos Correa? Yeah, yeah that Michael Elias drafted him. There's that Houston yeah. connection. Like, I don't Here's, know. I want Carlos Correa. With Carlos Correa. And I, like, listen, that, that's my guy. I want Thoris and Carlos Correa. Can I tell you what the problem is, though? What's the problem? He's going to demand, well, maybe, I guess, the situation that would, I would love is even like a little twins type scenario where it does. He's not going to do that again. Well, I don't know. So you're With a thirty-five million opt out. Yeah, like an opt out. Um, I mean, he's twenty-eight. He could do this for two more years. Like, yeah, why I not? Right. Why not make thirty-five million every year, um, as opposed to a long-term deal where you make twenty-seven million or whatever it is? And you know what? But, I'd be fine with it. Sign a two-year deal. Fine. Because the problem with the long-term deal is, Josh, I kind of want. Gunnar Henderson to be our future shortstop, and ha- Holiday too is going to be coming yeah. up fast. Do I want Carlos Correa kind of blocking that position? But is next? Is he blocking it, or does he slide over to third base? Well, maybe eventually he slides over third base, but he's. I think I know he's young. He's that. he's only twenty eight years old. Yeah, Trey, so I, Trey Turner's a little older, so that transition's a little smoother. Yeah, I think Turner can play anywhere. I think he plays second base, shortstop. But, third. Like I think Turner's more flexible in that. But that's like saying you didn't want J.J. Hardy because Manny Machado was in your in the wings. And it's like it turned out that third base was perfect for Manny Machado. Well, I guess, but he didn't re-sign with us because I think part of the reason... <laughs> that was because of himself. Yeah, that was he didn't want to be at third base. Yeah. Um, but then when he went to the Padres, he moved to third base again because yeah. to make room for Tatis. Um, but, but, but yeah, no, I... I, I mean, certainly you can make the positions work. Um, there is something exciting about the speed that Trey Turner brings yeah. and having a Mullins, a Mateo. I mean, we saw that how fun speed is with Mateo. Yeah, That's we had about that. Right. Two guys were getting a bunch of, uh, yeah, uh, steals uh, and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, guess- no, Car- Carlos Correa is the guy I would like to see kind of batting in that three hole. Yeah. And you're right. You're seeing, and you're seeing Correa and Turner back and forth in top free agent charts on one above the other but yeah it seems it's yeah it seems to me um and what's it, interesting is bogart no one's talking about bogart and he's right mixed in there where you have three short stops in that well there's four 28 to 30 who am i missing oh swanson swanson yeah and they're all 28 to 30 years old and they're all like top of their game yep and they're all going to get you know 100 to 200 to 300 million dollars right. Deals. And I got to say, one of them's coming to Baltimore. Yeah. And I feel like after that, after those kind of four, I feel like there's there's certainly a drop-off with any infielders. Oh, there's um, a huge drop-off. Um, maybe Abreu. Abreu from the yeah, West Yeah, but again, baseman. that's just that's a late, just the first baseman. First baseman DH guy. Yeah. Yeah, and you I know, saw some people calling for him to come to the Orioles. I don't think just because of this bat, I don't think that makes sense for the Orioles. Do you know who I think makes sense for the Orioles as a first baseman? Uh, outside of Ryan Mountcastle? And outside of Trey Mancini? Yeah. 
Um, and, and Anthony Rizzo. All right, I, that kind of does make sense. He's older. A he's going to be more affordable. He's a lefty. Yeah, he's a little bit older, but that's fine. We need better lead, yeah, but leadership. Old, old enough that and and his value's gone down. So yeah, he's, he's not affordable. his prime. He's not his prime anymore. He's not going to sign a hundred million dollar deal. Um, and it, but it, he provides pop, and he's a lefty. So if you want to do a little bit, I mean, you got yeah. the short porch. You, if you want to do a little bit of the platoon stuff, uh, with yeah. Mountcastle, you can do that as well. He's got an option for sixteen this year, player option. So you'd have to probably give him twenty, thirty million. No, no, he's got an option for sixteen, or th- th- it's his option. The team. It option. says that he can opt out of a sixteen million guarantee for twenty twenty three. That's going to make uh, him a little. He's staying in New York for, for I think for sixteen mil. Well, yeah, I mean, unless you want to sign him to a three, unless you're for like a three or four year deal, right? Like a yeah. three year, fifty million type thing. Yeah, three or yeah, three year. Yeah, 40, so maybe 40, a similar AAV, but just get a couple more years tacked on because right, right. it's going to be even harder next year when he's a year older to get a, a right. He's thirty three years old. Yeah, he's he's at the wrong end of third, uh, wrong end of kind of father time there. So yeah. just, um, but yeah, you're right. It's going to be like a three year whatever 50 million dollar deal but still that's that's not a 10 year 250 million dollar deal that some of these other players are going to be asking for right no that's um, an interesting that's an interesting guy you're right but, but but it seems like once you get out of those top guys the guys we have are fine it's not like we have a gaping hole if the guys we no. have are fine so it's that's like why we, I say we're signing one of those guys. guy unless it's, a, it's an upgrade right that's why we have to sign one of those top four infielders one of those shortstops, yeah. which then comes back to the blocking gunner, and it's like, no, you just got to deal with it and adjust and arrange. Yeah, and, and you'll figure it out kind of year by year. I yeah. think, yeah, I think Turner is the most flexible it's of those a, mission players, and it's a bad problem to have. I mean, it's a good problem to have. It's not a bad problem to have. Oh yeah, it's a problem that that other teams have all the time, and it's a it's a good situation to be in. Um, the other guy I just kind of like, and I wouldn't mind Norris pursuing him, is. Again, this is a bias, AL East bias, but Ben Attendee, Andrew Ben, ben, ben Attendee is a free agent. Um, and I think but, you can put, I think he'd be an upgrade over Santander defensively. Right. That's what I was going to say. You'd have to get rid of Santander. You just put him point. at DH. Santander becomes your full time DH. Okay. Ben Attendee. Or, I mean, you, and even yeah, like, you can't, you're not going to have a full time DH because you're going to be given Adley days off and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, full time DH. Austin Hayes doesn't need to play 150 games, right? Okay. So you, right, you so can four, move four the around, and yeah, it gives you flexibility. Um, okay. Another guy that's been linked to the Orioles or people talking would like was Jock Peterson. Again, a lefty power bat. I don't really like Jock Peterson. I have no excitement there. Yeah, he strikes out a lot. Yeah. He's not. He's not my guy. Uh, I've yeah, been, been there, done that. Josh does. Just looking at offensive players, does Trey Mancini reunion? Does it make sense for this team? No, it doesn't. You don't think it does? Is that going to stop it from happening? No. I think there's a little bit of attraction to Trey Mancini because he'll be cheap. There's not going to be a whole lot of demand for Trey Mancini, uh, so you can get him cheap. He's a fan. You get him on a one year, maybe two he's, year deal. Yeah. He's got that veteran leadership. We've already seen that veteran clubhouse leadership. He's he's a good defensive first baseman. 
It's got to be a part of a World Series team now. Right. So you're also bringing that experience into it. Yep. So there's positives about bringing Trey Mancini in, but I don't think on the, survivor. I don't think on the field he makes you necessarily a better player by himself. He's a good small part, right? So I'm not saying he's your big free agent signing, but if you sign Correa, can you also sign Mancini? You could, you could, but it's more of a heart pick than a than a player pick. I think. I don't yeah. know. What do you think? Do you? But I also like. I don't, I don't see the market for Trey Mancini being large, right? Not, so I feel like you could get him really cheap, and it's like, why wouldn't he want to come back here? He would want to come back here. He's a I, god I'm, in Baltimore. He's a nobody anywhere else. Listen, who would you rather have playing backup first base, Trey Mancini or Jesus Aguilar? No, <laughs> that's exactly that is how I see Trey Mancini. Is that yeah. type of thing exactly? Yeah, uh, but I mean, the argument is is there. On the other hand, he's a right-handed hitting first baseman. Ryan Mackhouse was a right-handed hitting first baseman. Like I prefer if right. you could you do a little lefty-righty situation there. They're both right-handed. You want to? I think Mike Elias wants to put Santander DH more. Right. It would make sense, even if they don't sign anybody. If you're bringing up Colton Cowser soon. Right. Who's kind of the next guy up? I think in the minors, Colton Cowser. It would make sense to put him in the outfield more. And right, and we and were using put, Adley at first base in the minors, so you thought there might be some of that if you bring in a veteran catcher, where yeah. you bring Adley at first base, let him rest his knees, that then gives you that left-handed bat in the yeah. lineup. Yeah, which is another interesting. Like, there's just not a whole lot of bats that I think would be big upgrades. Once you right. get past those top guys, but in, a guy who would is a catcher in um, Wilson Contreras, and if you want to do that, that could be interesting. Where Wilson Contreras could, you know, DH for fifty games, right? And Sunday, Sunday, for 50 right? Games Sunday, and, he catches. Yeah, or, yeah. or he, ca- he catches two nights a week, so you give Adley even more of a break. Um, but you bring him more for this bat, and he's DH for four days of the week or something. Um, I mean, I think the the point is this offense needs kind of more. I feel it needs more, a little more umph. I mean, we saw in the playoffs um, the Astros umph in the middle of the lineup, right? Not a great bottom half lineup for the Astros, but in the middle of the lineup with Alvarez and Bregman, like there's series pop. Certainly with the Phillies, a pop all over their their lineup. This Orioles offense, I would love it to get a little more pop, and I don't know where that comes from. Um, whether it's from just the Correa, whether it's from uh, even a Jose Abreu, or whether it's from an Anthony Rizzo, I just feel like we need a little more pop in the middle of the lineup. No, I agree with that. And, and you're right. Some little moves like that could also help out. You bring in yeah, Correa, it, you sign a guy like that where you need a, a catcher, and you got the bat. I like I like that type of stuff. Yeah, I mean, and this is I maybe this is not unique because I really haven't paid that much attention to the free agent market. I feel like this year I'm zoomed in on because we're players. We haven't been players in forever. Yeah, but there's just like there's so many guys who I feel like would be kind of equal to what we have already have, and right. like maybe they'd be nice additions, but they're not. And I've, they're, they're they're not huge upgrades, and and it's partly also because our team's better because our team is good. At almost every position. No, and our, so, this is different than even the Buck years, where the team was fun. 
it wasn't like this where we were set in a lot of positions. Yeah, and then you have also um, um, Jordan Westbrook coming, Colton Kowser co- coming, and right. after that, there's another wave of young prospects. So, like, you also have like in-house answers. Josh, I was thinking about this. What if? Let me paint the scenario for you. This won't happen. But what if the Orioles did nothing, did nothing this offseason and just rolled with the same team, didn't even bring back Jordan Lyles, just rolled with this with the team that we have right now? How many games is this Orioles team winning just as constructed right now? Last uh, year with this same team, they won 83 and with, Gunner got there late. With John Adley got there with late. Grayson's going to be there. He's healthy. John Means comes back eventually. How 90? many? You think this team wins 90 with nothing? And what was this year? 85? 83. 83. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to jump them to 90 without anything. You think so? Oh, wait, wait, wait. I forgot the biggest elephant in the room. We don't have to play the AL East as much. Right. We play everyone. So you think we're winning 100 with the team we have? 91 wins. Really? 91 wins. Yeah. What do you think we are? I was going to say like 79 or 80. What? You think we take a step back? With all, the, yeah, I think we overachieved this year, and if we did nothing, I think we would take a little bit of a step back. Start mostly because of our pitching staff. Yeah, but um, but but giving me John Means and Grayson Rodriguez increases the pitching staff than this year. Right, I know. I just, I, I've never seen Josh. I haven't seen Grayson Rodriguez pitch a major league game. I just yeah, haven't I seen him. Is he going to be dominant? I don't know. He had some bad starts in the minors too. Is is John Means going to be healthy? Uh, I mean. And and get, I think I mean we're in the middle of the road road um, pitching staff this year, middle of the road hitting this year. Actually, Our hitting's better with Gunner all all there all year. When Cowser gets there and West like will be better, but I, I don't know if we're a ninety. I, I I would be I don't I wouldn't put us as a, as a ninety one team without additions. Now once we get those additions, then we can start talking about ninety wins, but. At, I think we need those additions. Um, but still, I, I mean, your point's well taken in that even without any moves, this team is good. Like, this right. team is good. Like, we're, we're, I think we're still like a 500 team with no moves, just with kind of in house guys that we have. Um, but we're trying to be better than that. So, so yeah, so we need to make some, some upgrades. And, and, and Mike Elias said it, I, a hitter. And a pitcher. That's what if we get a top of the rotation arm and a top hitter, and we went over some names. If we sign some combination of a pitcher and a hitter that can be our open day starter, and can we pencil in three or four in our lineup? That's it. it. That's it. We're good. Let's rock and roll. And if we want to get Trey Mancini, just you know, for some ice for locker room stuff, right? You a little, know, a little uh, decoration. Yeah, like I'm, I'm good with that. I think there, there's room for him on the squad. Um, I don't think he's blocking anybody. Like maybe he's blocking Taryn Vavra or something. That's okay. You can block Vavra. I don't care. Um, but yeah, I agree. I agree with all that. Now, um, I know the podcast is going long, probably, but I do want to talk about my last thing that I have in these notes. We haven't for, talked in three weeks. Yeah, Let, let's get last, all out now. All right. The last thing I have in my notes for this off season is the common trend of extending young players that's going on in baseball now. And I would love to see the Orioles extend both Adley Rushman and Gunnar Henderson. 
I don't think Gunner's going to happen. I don't think that's possible because he's repped by Scott Boris. But I think Adley Rushman, you could invest a lot in. Especially now when you're losing a year of arbitration. Go ahead and extend them, would be my thought. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm obviously, I would be supportive of an Adley Rutschman extension. Does it concern you at all? The position he plays, catcher, has a shorter kind of shelf life than other positions? Well, I'm not going to give him 20 years. I'm going to give him 10. Okay. So it'll still be, what, 34 when the contract ends? Okay. And I can move into DH. still catching at 34? No, but he... He he might be. We were just talking about signing a catcher that's like thirty in his thirties. Yeah, I mean the the team who's done the best with this is the Braves, right? The Braves, I feel like, yeah. sign every young player. They got every young player locked up for the next ten years, um, and I think that's a good model, um, especially when you're a mid to small market team, because you can't when Adley Rutschman hits free agency if he's as good as we think he's going to be, um, you're not going to be able to compete to kind of keep all these guys. And so I think as you produce these great prospects and has to hit the majors, I think it's incumbent upon you as, as many times as you can to sign these extensions because that's how you have to do it because you could pay more upfront, right? He gets a lot more money now. You're paying Adley Rutschman a lot more money now that, that he would make now if you didn't sign him. But the deal is we get an extra one, two, three years out of you at the end of your deal for kind of a discount because we're paying you so much now. Um, and I think that's what, especially because our payroll is so low now, um, I think you can sign a Rondon or a DeGrom. I think you can sign a Correa. And I think you can still fit in in the budget. Again, I have no idea what the budget is. I'm just pretending here. Right. But I, I just, because we've just been so low, I, I think you can still pull off an Adley Rutschman extension. Um, yes. and, and just have that be the focus this offseason. Maybe next offseason you can move on to Gunnar Henderson or Grace Rodriguez. But I think if you just get um, that done this offseason, as far as your young players go, I think that would be a huge success. What if we just say, hey, hey, Adley, this is what we were supposed to be paying Chris Davis. Here you go. Yeah. Or, yeah, here's what we're still paying Chris Davis. Yeah, I don't know if it's, I don't know what the current number is. I think it still gets but, like a million and a half every year f- until for the next like 20 years. Yeah. Um, no, but I like Josh, if you want to know like what is an A plus offseason for the Orioles, they sign a top rotation starter, they sign a middle of the order bat, and they sign sign an extension to Adley Rutschman. Right there, it's, that's an A plus. It's, it's unbelievable. Off-season. That's yeah. a great, a great offseason. Now, if you can do two, two out of three, that's still a pretty good offseason. It's still probably an A. Uh, B, B plus. If you can do two, two, two out of three. If you did one, yeah, that's not so right. good. Right. If you do one, if you don't do any, it's, oh, great. We still have ownership problems. Oh, yeah. It's, it's you bring out the pitchforks. Bring out the pitchforks. Because yeah. I that's tell you what, Josh, Mike Elias has set the expectations. Yes. I mean, this is his own fault. He, he is. The whole liftoff, even now, yeah. he, he just, I read the quotes. That was just yeah, yeah. from this week. He has set the expectation that the Orioles will make serious major. So when people scoff at the no, idea if, that we would be even in talks with DeGrom, people scoff at that. You're not listening. You're not listening right. to what Michael Elias is saying. Michael Elias is saying he's going to pursue the top free agents. And if right. we don't sign any of them. 
If I think Oral fans have a right to be mad. Yeah, if it's March and we haven't signed anyone, anyone of caliber, then I suggest you head on over to Birdland Sports and buy your Nashville Orioles shirt. Yeah. But I don't think that that's not happening. It's not happening. If it's It's if it happens, then Mike Elias is just as blindsided as us fans. Yeah. Now at the same respect, Mike Elias is not Mike Elias is like a guy who likes a good deal, right? He's the guy who yeah, that's the thing that he's yeah, he's he's, he's not Dan Duquette. He's not Dan Duquette. Well, he's a little bit like Dan well, Duquette with going out yeah. the, the deals. Going yeah, but, the, he, yeah, he but, likes he likes the thrift shop. He does. But the thing is, I said no immediately to Dan Duquette because Dan Duquette, we knew we signed Chris Davis under Dan Duquette's watch, but that was ownership involved too. But he's not gonna have a situation where he's bidding against himself. Michael Elias is not gonna like overpay the market. Yes, by fifty percent. That's Correct. not Mike. Michael Elias will pay market price or under because Michael Elias knows this stuff. He knows the value of players. This is his whole. This is why they had this whole analytics department, not just for drafting, right. but also to assess how valuable these free agents are to their and, team. Yes, and so Michael Elias, I don't feel like is going to get in a bidding war where he overpays what the market is. He'll just no, go on and- to the next guy. And you make a good point about analytics. We focus a lot on analytics on like on the field stuff and how you perform, but you know that analytics department also has a how many dollars are you worth? Right. Yeah, they have well. all the projections, how many at bats is got a guy yeah. going to have, what's going to be his way to run created plus next year. They have all the projections on all these guys, and then they have a monetary value linked to his, you know, wins above average or whatever. They have a monetary right. value. How much is one wins above average worth? What do we project this guy to get? And so what are we going to pay him? They have a set dollar amount. And and yeah, I don't think they're going to go go crazy just because the game's Carlos Correa. If someone, you know, gave us Carlos Correa $300 million, I don't think they're going to say, we just really like him. I'm going to give him 320. I, that's not, it doesn't seem to be Sigma Dell and Michael Elias' style. They'll move on to the next guy. Um, but again, I'm curious to see. That's the big question. How much money will they spend this offseason? Um, it's going to be kind of the big thing to watch. Yep, I agree. All right. We went over an hour. Ready to get out of here? Yeah. That's all good. You think we'll have any free agent signs by the time we talk next week? Oh, wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> I hope we're I hope we're here talking about uh, the new Orioles. Yeah. I don't doubt it, but I, I doubt it. But we'll have some quotes probably. We'll have probably some quotes from from players or coaches to talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's certainly, mean, certainly rumors. Rumors will start. No, we took the two weeks off. Don't expect that anymore from 336. It's the offseason. We're going to have some fun. Absolutely. All right. Josh, anything to, to sell to promote here before we get out of here? Uh, yeah. Uh, Birdland Sports. Make sure you're following them on everything. And by them, I mean me. Um, because we have, we'll have new shirts out as soon as the Orioles sign players. We'll be jumping on new shirts. Um, there is a, I am in the works for Grayson Rodriguez shirt because we clearly need that before the season starts and some other new shirts and, uh, Christmas is coming up. So on Friday, our Christmas store launches. Nice. So we have Christmas designs, get you ready for your ugly sweater parties and any other Christmas celebrations where you can still go out and represent, uh, Baltimore. That's right. Oriole fan year round. And there's been a demand for an Anthony Santander shirt. And I was trying to show you earlier, 
we finally have one coming Friday as part of our Christmas collection. Yep. The, there seems to be a natural connection there with Santander and Christmas. Yep. So we've got that coming out on Friday. So make sure you check that out. Make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram so you can see the shirts before they even hit the store. Well, I, I mean, I'm in the off-season mood. I tweeted about the Orioles three times this morning. I saw. I was like, what is this? I, Matt's back on Twitter. I, I know. The most I tweeted in a long time. But so honestly, Elon I, Musk buys the company and Matt's back in. I've been into it lately, actually, Twitter. Since Elon Musk did buy it, Twitter has become a lot more entertaining with all the drama. So I'm here for the drama on Twitter. So I know it's supposed to turn people off and we're supposed to be signing. I'm, I'm in more than ever to Twitter. Oh, isn't that now. the thing like the numbers the drama. Are like, saying? Yeah. More people um, using it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you can see all my tweets. I haven't paid for my blue check yet. But but you can I, see on uh, you. I've been well. I've been paying for the past year for Twitter. Oh really? Like people, the news story keeps telling you that this is a new thing. I've been paying five dollars a month for at least a year for Twitter. For what? To let me edit the tweets after thirty minutes within thirty. Oh minutes really? Because I suck at grammar. Oh. So to, and to let me bookmark things, so I can bookmark tweets, so then I save them for the show notes. Oh, I didn't even know there was a paid version of Twitter. Yeah, and it used to, the big news is it went from five dollars to eight dollars, and I did get a notice today that I had been upgraded to my blue check. Oh, really? So I, yeah. So they gave me the blue check. Oh, that's funny. So, but you were already on there. No. Just yeah. Without the blue check. Yeah, I've been declined two or three times for the blue check when I tried to get it before. Oh man. So right. now they gave it to me. Sweet. All right. Well, you can follow Josh's blue check self on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter where I tweet up with the Orioles three times this morning at section 336. You can also follow Josh at Josh Roca. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. Sign Correa. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Fact or myth? In the big game, the coin toss usually comes up heads. That is a myth. In fact, tails has come up more often in recent years. Football is full of myths. Like the pigskin isn't actually made of pigskin. Gambling is a share of myths too. Unfortunately, believing gambling myths can cost you a lot of money. So learn what's myth and what's fact at KeepItFunOhio.com. You'll also find helpful tips, interesting quizzes, and great games all to help ensure gambling is always fun. 